What's up, guys? It's your boy Lance from the Heel Turn Collective, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about our sponsor for the show, the Whole Fast Coffee Company. Whole Fast is based in Colorado Springs, and they are a responsibly sourced coffee that they grind in-house. You heard me right, in-house. And right now, if you use the promo code HEELTURN20, you get 20% off your entire basket today over at wholefastcoffeeco.com. So make sure you're helping out a great small local business and your favorite heels, and check out the Whole Fast Coffee Company. And now, for this week's episode. You are listening to the Heel Turn Collective Radio Network. What's going on? It's episode number 30 of the Heel Turn Collective Podcast. You did not hear that wrong. Episode number 30. And I haven't been alone through 30 episodes, and I am joined once again by my partner in crime, if you will, Shane Douglas Riley. Shane, what's going on? 30 a baker's dozen lands. Yes, um, absolutely. Absolutely unbelievable. Um, no, I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Yeah, you know, it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't, I don't, normally I don't start the show on a political note, but I'm going to right now. Do it. Um, I've never watched somebody get elected president four times over again. I've never seen yeah, it. That's um, an interesting angle, isn't it? <laughs> yes, and then uh, you want to talk about the wrestling angles of all wrestling angles, like Donald Trump. For those who don't have, who haven't paid attention uh, to our show here, we we try to present this as if wrestling is real life because a lot of times it is. Mm-hmm. And right now you are seeing it, and uh, you're seeing it like in the flesh. Donald Trump is the biggest, the biggest heel of all time. Guys like Steve Bannon and all those fucking idiots as well. They're all part of the squad, man. They're all part of it's, this. Like, it's kind of an interesting thing right now where they're in. A, they're set up in a situation where this would be the perfect time for them to turn face uh-huh. um, in the timeline, but they just keep turning heel again. That's a look. <laughs> a heel turn after a heel turn just doesn't make any sense, you know. Yeah, the plot's all uh, messed up now. Exactly, and and I just want everyone to know, and and anyone that has listened to the show knows that I am aggressively centrist, you know. So I. I think I, I'm not openly bashing Donald Trump because I think, believe it or not, he's done some good throughout his presidency, just not in the last year and a half or so. Or the year before. That's that. all I'll say. Yeah. Or the year uh, before. But, that. Uh, or the year. Okay. Or, yeah. uh, but uh, Joe Biden is the president. Looks like the Electoral College kind of put that to rest. But you know how this, the rest of this goes. I'm waiting for Vince McMahon to run out with his steel chair himself. Mm hmm and put a rest to this. So, uh, but, uh, you know what? I'm going to get off my soapbox. This is not a political show and we're not going to make, we're going to start it with that, but I will tell you that the show is sponsored by the whole fast coffee company. Mm. Go to wholefastcoffeeco.com and use that promo code. He'll turn 20 to get 20% off your entire basket today. Shane, you like to save money and you like to help small businesses. Don't you? you know, keep some money in my pocket. You know, everyone's a fan of that. I mean, you gotta be otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, what are we all doing here? So uh, yeah. make sure you go check out Vinny Snyder and all them boys. They're doing they're doing some good shit over there. So make sure you go check them out. Uh, buy some 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 great coffee and, and just help s- support a small business and your favorite heels at the same time. Mm. So make sure uh, you're going to check them out and let them know that the Heel Turn Collective podcast sent you. Shane, we got a whole bunch of shit to talk about today. There's week 14 
Oh my God, a lot happened. We're going to talk about the playoff bracket because it changed a whole lot yesterday. Yeah, we, we got we're some gonna talk- doozies going on here. Absolutely. And then we got, as normal, we got the four games we're going to break down and then we're going to wrap up the week 14 talk. We're also going to talk about the Cleveland Indians having to change their name after 105 years. Um, me and Shane are known baseball fans uh, on this show. So, um, yeah, it, it won't change any there. We will uh, talk baseball as best we can. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I promise nothing. Uh, and then, yeah, and then we got, uh, we got is Derrick Henry an MVP candidate? We got a whole bunch more, plus Shane Stradamus in the heel of the week. So just an action-packed show today, Shane. Are you ready to get this rolling? Let's go. Let's do it. Let's talk some shit and get our asses whipped. Let's rock and roll. So right off the bat, buddy, we got to talk about it, all right? Last week on this very show, we did our predictions like we do every week, and for some, some reason, you put a little faith in them Falcons, you put a little faith, and you said, you know what, you're going to go on that limb and you're going to say, you know what, I think the Falcons are going to beat the Los Angeles Chargers in shame. Shame on you, buddy. Shame on you. Matt Ryan throws two back-breaking interceptions. Two of them. Which is Not hysterically one. on brand. I mean, really come on. He threw two interceptions that lost them the game. There is no other way to put that. Yep. No other way to put that. He lost that game. Now, I, I've been on record as saying, as a Falcons fan, I've been on record to say, not a Matt Ryan guy. I don't think that he performs when he needs to. Shane, is there any more proof than what we saw yesterday? Is there any more proof that Matt Ryan is not only the, not the answer in Atlanta, I don't think he's the answer anywhere. So I'm begging you again for the second week in I, a row. I definitely don't know what what else you would need to see at this point. <laughs> I mean, it's demoralizing right now. All right, and I'm on my knees right now. Kyle Shanahan, please, I'm begging you. I'm a big man on his knees right now. I'm begging you. Take him to San Francisco. I never want to see this fucking guy again, ever. I never want to see him again. I don't care how many times you slam your helmet. I don't care. Those interceptions were fucking hogwash, bro. Both of them. Mm -hmm. And again, you're going to tell me, you're going to sit there and you're going to say, you know what, Lance, if it's so easy... Why don't you play quarterback in the NFL? And my rebuttal of that is, I don't parade around acting like True. I can. Yep. You know? Like, get like and, I get it, man. I, I don't know. Go and ahead, And also Shane, from the point I... of, like, objectively, regardless, like, if you're going to be the whole, like, couch head coach, ch- like, couch, like, offensive coordinator, um, objectively, you can see that there's another half of the football league that is not having yeah. quarterback pr- like problems. And uh-huh. for someone who won an MVP, there should not be quarterback problems. The like, flukiest MVP season ever. Yeah. And and look, that's the way it is. I think they played way over their head. Mm-hmm. The NFC must have been super fucking soft that year. Let me tell you. And look, Shane, I'm fired up tonight, buddy. I am fired yeah, up, man. I want to You're going right now. Look. Look, cuz I've been sitting through this and I've been and I've been noticing, you know, you, you see guys like you see guys like Matt Ryan. I compare Matt Ryan to a lot like Tony Romo. Mm. You know, he's I a good 
yeah, he's a good quarterback in certain situations, but God damn it, you put an ounce of pressure on the fucking guy and he crumbles. Mm-hmm. And he absolutely crumbles. And this is coming from somebody who habitually crumbles under pressure. I do it all the time. You know, it, it, it never ceases to amaze me. I crumble under pressure constantly. Folds like a okay. lawn chair. I mean, just I'm soft like Charmin, soft like Mother's Love, as Cowboy Bob would put it. But <laughs> look, I'm soft. But I know I'm soft, and I don't parade around as something that I am not. Mm-hmm. And Matt Ryan is no longer welcome to be the Falcons quarterback, at least in this Falcon who, fan's den. So who – so with with where potential draft picks are looking like in what could be a potentially kind of hollow quarterback draft, who would be someone in the NFL right now that you would want as a replacement for him? All right. Like, so there's a lot of options. Realistically. Okay. Realistically, I bet you could trade because right now they're picking fifth. Mm-hmm. All right, I bet you could trade that fifth pick to the Jets plus some to get that number one pick. I bet you could. They have enough capital. True. If they say, you know what, we'll give you a number one pick in Julio Jones. You think they're not going to give him the number one pick? You know. Yeah. Like it's. I mean, do I think that's going to happen? Probably not. I think because this is my luck, Shano. All right. We go into this show every week, and I, and I just constantly feel like I'm I'm being let down again and again and again. And this will prove it again. I think the Falcons are going to reach for somebody like Justin Fields or Trey Lance at five. Yeah, absolute reach, absolute reach. Yeah. because I've seen this Ohio State song and dance before. Mm-hmm. And don't even get me started on those sons of bitches. We're going to talk about yep. them later in the show. All right. Um, I've seen this Ohio State song and dance. It's happening in Washington. As we speak, mm-hmm. Dwayne True. Haskins gets drafted, forgot about. Ron Rivera comes in and says, you know what? I don't want anything to do with this guy. All right. Well, he was forced to play yesterday because Alex Smith, they were rubbing on his leg and everyone collectively was going, no, man, that sucks. Like anything but the leg, you know? But but look, I mean, let's just break this game down, Shane, for what it is. The Chargers and the Falcons, one of these two teams had to win. Mm-hmm. They're both pretty bad. Yep. And what I saw, Shane, did you did you see that at the end of the first half what the fuck the Chargers were doing? No, I actually didn't catch it. First of all, they ran the ball with no timeouts in 20 seconds left. They ran the ball. Then Justin Herbert stands on the field, doesn't know what the play call is because after 15 seconds you can't hear in the helmet anymore. They run off the field with 10 seconds. The field goal unit runs on. They don't even have enough time to get the kickoff. Anthony Lynn Man, is done. He has to be. They that's, are, I mean, that's that's all time. That's that's high school stuff. That's the second week in a row, Shane. Because if you remember, they were in the and they were in the red zone yep. last week with no timeouts. They run the fucking ball. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not even like a football aficionado other than just sitting around and fucking watching it on TV. Yeah. But I know it's kind of like whenever New England runs this quarterback power with Cam Newton yep. and everybody in the goddamn universe knows it's coming, <laughs> especially the opposing defense, yep. which is part of the you issue. Know, the ones who have watched film. <laughs> yes. The ones that have broken down film at its most minute level are the ones that can fucking do this. You know, you think anyway. Yeah. But with all that, like you said as well, like Anthony Lynn's done. Has to be. God, Has he's to fucking. Be. How he, how they didn't tell him, yo, bro, find your own fucking way home. And mm. they're in Los Angeles. Yep. Find your own way home. Yeah. You know, like, like 
dude, Anthony Lynn is done. There's a lot of coaching vacancies that are coming up. I think this might be one of the biggest purging of coaches we've seen in a long yeah. time, bro. Yep. And, and that's also, um, and I think it's going to be more than coaches. I think we're going to see some uh, some GM movement. Oh, it's got to be, man. Dude, you like know, it, you got the I'm, questions. This is, they're going to be doing a freaking, uh, you know, buy one, get one sale on coaches of this offseason for sure. I'm excited God to see damn. it. damn. Like, it's, it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of new faces in new places, mm-hmm. which is like, and then right in Atlanta, you know, I got to deal with it again. Is Raheem Morris the answer? I don't fucking know. Yeah. Because this team has looked good under him, and this team has looked like the Jets would beat them a couple of weeks. Yep. You know, so it's like, what team are we going to get? Is this going to, are guys really going to rally? Is he a guy? Because right now, Shane, I would make the argument right now to be a coach in the NFL. You have to prove that you can attract these guys that want to be there for the long time. Yeah, yep. Like, you, you have, have to be a team builder at this point. You can't just yes. be like, they're, they're not just exactly. going to get some random Joe Schmo to get onto, exactly. a, get onto a sideline. Are you a leader? Mm-hmm. You know, that's why Rex Ryan is on ESPN and not on the sidelines. Yeah, which also you begs know? the question at this point. So we, we, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Um, there's potentially, what, six to seven openings right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Name me six or seven, like, available coaches right now that you would be like, we can build a team with this. I mean, like genuinely, I mean, cause, like, what are you yeah, gonna try I mean, and pull Bill Cower from from the, <laughs> from the studio? Like, who, like, who are you gonna some, go get get that's gonna make a difference on a team like that that you need? Well, I mean, that's been some rumblings, you know, Bill Cower to the Jets. Or, you know, Jim Harbaugh to the Jets. If Christ, if I hear Jim Harbaugh to the NFL one more time, bro. One more time. But we're in a situation there where Jim Harbaugh to an NFL football team is might be some like a best case scenario. Yeah. Absolutely like, it might be, because you might not look, there's a lot man, I I can't stress this enough. Mm-hmm. Like you hear guys like Marvin Lewis, okay? He yeah. went to the he went to playoffs a bunch with the Bengals, but like what has he done that like what has he done that, like, oh, man, Mike, Marvin Lewis deserves a job in the yeah, NFL? Yep. I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm not, you know, but, like, but he doesn't it, jump it, off this isn't, this isn't like a, you're getting a Mike Tom and you're getting an Andy Reid. You're not exactly. getting a Bill Belichick. You're getting, you're getting what, even when he was actively in the league, he wasn't even, I wouldn't even put him in the top 10 coach. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even a John Harbaugh. Yeah. You know, John Harbaugh has been in Baltimore for a lot of years. To be completely honest, Shane, I think if Baltimore doesn't make the playoffs, I don't know if John Harbaugh's back as the coach. Yeah, I with with how pedestrian that offense looks right now, I don't know that if he stinks up the joint, if he or not even stinks just, up the joint, if he even has a lackluster ending to the year, if he's solidified in his job. Yeah, I mean that's and I, it might not even be like a firing type of situation. Mm-hmm. It might just be like a mutual parting of ways yep. or whatever, you know. But uh, back at the case in point, though, I mean the Chargers they go in here, they're at home mm-hmm. and and they just play this game that uh, they've been playing against good teams and they get crushed. Mm-hmm. But of course they're playing the Falcons, so it's competitive. Uh, the Falcons are up seventeen ten. Matt Ryan throws one of two, just absolutely crushing interceptions. Um, they march down the field score. He does it again, Shane. He did it a fucking again, bro. And then the Chargers go down and they win a game. They typically lose. They win a game on a last minute field goal. Couldn't fucking believe what I was seeing. And I was like, before he even kicked it, bro, 
I said, only the Falcons would lose to the Chargers like this. Here you go. I mean, it's like, it's presented in a way where I just can't get away from it, but, man. So I cannot get away from you it. You didn't answer the back half of the initial quarterback question on this, though. So, at what point do you hit with this draft pick? Do you go get a team builder situation, like an O-lineman or uh, something along along those lines? Uh, what What potential free agent or attainable quarterback that's in the league right now that's not a rookie are you, do, would you accept as, as the future I mean, of the Falcons? To be completely honest, like if we got somebody like, uh, just for example, you know, if, um, you're going to laugh, you're going to laugh me out of the building when I say this, but if I, if they came upon somebody like a Carson Wentz. Well, I was literally thinking, I was like, if that is all, well, the thing with that though is that's going to be a wild situation. Although I could see, because my thought was dead cap on that one, but mm-hmm. if the Fal- the Falcons are going to be stuck in dead cap. Why, like what's what's stopping them from being like cool? Let's trade dead uh, dead cap. I'll pay for your for your wide receiver if you pay for our our quarterback. With you know if, yeah. if they did like a if they did maybe a um Wentz for Julio type of thing. Wentz for Julio and like a like first or second or something. Um, nah, dude, no fucking way. I'm going to give up. I'm just first. throwing out a number on that one. But you know I, I, mean? I know, like, I know. I'm just saying. Um, under no circumstances would somebody give up yeah, a one for but, Carson Wentz. But are you stoked about a Carson Wentz? I mean, look to me, Matt Ryan is is old and inundated the way that he plays quarterback. Mm-hmm. I would love to see somebody like a Carson Wentz. Hell, mm-hmm. the Cowboys are giving so much fuss to Dak Prescott. Give me Dak Prescott. I'd be super fucking I mean, stoked. About honestly, that. especially like if you could, if you guys could get your hands on Dak and not lose Julio. Um, Come on, man. I mean, which would be which would be miraculous, flat out. But but no one, no one, the fucking Falcons, they'll go out and get Mike Glennon, yep. or they'll go out and get some, Gardner Minshew, you know, RG three. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't need any of those, man. Look. I wish I could pull Andrew Luck out of fucking retirement and make him play for the Falcons, but that's just, you know. Or maybe, who knows, maybe there's a little bit of a situation, a little a little uh, usurping of power in, uh, in Vegas where they just finally start the GOAT and you get Derek Carr. I mean, at this point, though, the way Derek Carr's been playing, Don't yikes. That. <laughs> the Raiders look like fucking toilet. Oh, God, run away. But look. I can only talk about yeah. this game for a couple more seconds before I'm going to freak out. Yeah, so I'll I'm, just end it. I'm trying to watch that blood pressure for you. Yeah. Uh, let's just end it with this. The Falcons fucking suck right now. Mm-hmm. And they're going to suck in the foreseeable future. Yep. Because I don't think Arthur Blank's going to be able to get it right. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed he's going to. But I have no fucking faith in him. So uh, here's to hoping. Glasses raised to another Falcons defeat. Now I just need them to finish it off. Go 4-12. and 12, and do what they got to do to get like a top five pick, please, for mm-hmm. Christ's sakes. It's time to move on from Matt Ryan. This is time, bro. It is time. I would love to see Big Julio stay in Atlanta. Look, I'd love that. You know, I'd love to see this offense with a full complement of weapons, but with not essentially Blake Bortles yeah. at quarterback. And, and you know doom, what I mean? In doomsday rebuild mode, it's gonna it's gonna be a yard sale on talent for sure this offseason. Yes. And I think that there's many more four and twelve seasons ahead of of the Atlanta hey, Falcons. Cheap season tickets. Hey, you know what? You got to take the good with the bad, I yep, suppose. Yep. So, um, But Shane, there's another game I want to talk about. Last week, dude, in your picks, 
And you tried to you tried to go back on it, you know what? But I said a pick is a pick, and you got to stick with it. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the Chiefs Dolphins game. At first, the Dolphins were up early, ten nothing. I was like, oh shit, Shane here is about to pull one out of his ass. Well, but alas, the, the Chiefs. I just okay. had a hunch. You know, I have I have sources inside the the Dolphins facilities here, and they just uh-huh. they said they had they had to tell on something with the Chiefs. There, it's a bummer. It didn't see it through the end, but um. No, um, but for real though, um, one, I'm not afraid, like, this doesn't make me nervous about the Chiefs, they still are mm. the Chiefs, um, but I think this does speak to maybe how much of a of a potential playoff sleeper the Dolphins might be, I mean, they're not going to win the oh. Super Bowl, let's not get that twisted, but um, who knows, maybe there's a little matchup, maybe them and, and Pittsburgh, if they could, it, there could be a little upset alert there. Look. We're going to talk a lot about Pittsburgh, yeah. buddy. We're going to talk a lot about Pittsburgh. But so from what you saw yesterday in that Miami game, mm-hmm. you think that they played the Chiefs competitively, even though that final score wasn't as close as it indicated. Yeah. Because at one point the Chiefs were up 30-10 to 10 mm-hmm. at the end of the third quarter. Yeah. So do you think you saw enough out of Miami and Tua in particular to kind of say that, that Miami's ready to make that step this year? Um. Not in like a heavily competitive like sense. Like it's not that like I think that thing about me saying about the Steelers wasn't necessarily saying that they're on par with the Steelers. I think the Steelers are in bad shape right now. Um Yeah. They're, they're I agree not with that. like they're I think they're gonna be like a um maybe win first game, lose second game in the playoffs. I No, no, no. They're my Super Bowl pick, big dog. The Dolphins? No, the Steelers. I'm talking about I the Dolphins. Talking, um, okay, all right. You're talking about the yeah, Dolphins. Yeah, I, I think the Dolphins could sneak out one um, playoff game here. I don't think they're going to be a long, um, a like deep playoff run sleeper. Um, I still think they're competitive. I still think that I wouldn't be shocked if they went back to Fitzmagic for the playoffs, to be honest with you. Ooh, ooh that, that'd be a tough look, buddy. Because right now that'd you, you got to pick – you got to pick competitiveness over development at this point. You have to. Dude, that's that's a strong case to be made for Mr. Fitzpatrick. I mean, look, you I like Ryan that, You can't deny that he, like, the team looked better with Fitzpatrick than they did with Tua. You can't deny that. I don't know, man. That's a tough one. That's a tough one because I've seen Ryan Fitzpatrick look like Dan Marino. But I've also seen Ryan Fitzpatrick throw six interceptions in a game before. Hey, that's that Fitz you know? magic, though, baby. Yeah, Fitz tragic, as my boy Mike Greenberg always puts it. But uh, but look, do I think that the Dolphins are subjectively better with Ryan Fitzpatrick? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think that I think the Dolphins are kind of playing out of their mind a little bit, and I don't think they're as good as the red record indicates right now. I just don't. I think that. They're probably a viable seven seed only because the Raiders look like absolute dump, just a, a big old yeah, dump. Quite the change of pace there. They looked really, really good at yeah. that midseason mark, and they are crumbling uh-huh. right now. They are crumbling. They just fired their defensive coordinator. They're an absolute shambles. So from that aspect, yes, I do think the Dolphins are a playoff team. Do I think they play somebody like Tennessee, Indianapolis tough? You damn right I do. Mm-hmm. I think Miami goes in there. They punch him. I think the Bills squash them if they play them in the first round, mm-hmm. uh, especially what we saw on Sunday night. Yep. Um, but uh, I think that you put Miami against pretty much anybody else in the first round, and I think they really have a fighting chance 
Um, so I, I don't know, man, it's tough, but look, they go up 10, nothing over the chiefs. That's nothing to shrug about, yeah. but I mean, Justin Herbert and the chargers were up in their game too. So, yeah, but I mean, and also that is kind of like, it's kind of coming out though. It seems like over the years, this has been the chiefs thing. It kind of feels like they, they kind of sometimes come out of the gate slow and then they just kind of demolish you in those middle two quarters, but like in the second and third. Um, yeah. So yeah, this this isn't new for the Chiefs. Um, no, and I'm sure it won't like be the last time we see it as well this year. It, exactly, like it's it, it's weird. The Chiefs have this weird dynamic where they're either like trailing by a hundred, mm-hmm. or they're up huge and they let you come back. You yeah. know, but it's almost like a cat and mouse game. It almost feels like at this point mm-hmm. they're just so fucking good. Yeah, you know, like Travis Kelsey might be the best tight end I've ever seen. I'd agree. With I've it. ever seen. I'd agree with it. I mean. It's hard to fight. It's hard to deny it. Yeah. Have you seen Shane in, in the last probably? And I look, I give the mad props to Shannon Sharp, mm-hmm. Tony Gonzalez, Rob Gronkowski, you know, Antonio Gates. I've Antonio Gates. I don't think I've seen a tight end dominate the game like he does. Yeah. Cause he's, he's kind of in that position where it's like, he's in the whole hybrid tight end thing that's been taking over the league by storm. I feel like we're getting into like Kelsey almost fits more into this role as a blocking wide receiver than he does a hybrid tight end. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I feel like he's no matter what he's at a mismatch, like a heavy mismatch in the sense of like you either put a defensive back on him and the defensive back is hysterically undersized or Mm -hmm. like, you put a linebacker on him, and he's just going to blow past them. Um, but yeah, I just do it. I don't know. I, I, I honestly, I agree with you. I think if, especially with this combination of him and Mahomes, I think that we could see Kelsey in that greatest tight end of all time conversation. When oh, it's all absolutely. Said and done. Like easily. I think, I think for the first time, Shane, and, and I don't mean to steal the Shane Stradamus um, you know, the thunder or anything like that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little hot take out there myself. I think Travis Kelsey might be the first tight end to ever get an MVP vote or win the MVP. Man, I here's the thing, I don't disagree with you. I do like, not disagree with you. Honestly, I know receivers and tight ends have a hell of a time mm-hmm. winning the award because they're so reliant yeah. on other people getting them the ball. But well, that's the beauty of this whole situation too, of how this like like you're so like playing the Chiefs right now. You're so doomed from their offensive weapons because it's like their their running game has come along, you know, eons this year. Like mm-hmm. um, to being a legitimate threat. Like so, you you like there's always going to be someone keeping an eye, whether it be receiving back, running game in general, keeping an eye on that. You have to keep an eye on Mahomes' scrambling ability. You have to think, what are we going to single cover Tyreek Hill? Like, and then on the other side of the field, you still have like McCole Hardman, which is like, yeah, you don't have to double cover him, but he's still a little bit of a threat. And then you have Travis Kelsey sitting in the middle of all this. Like, hmm. like, I mean, that's, I, I'll, I'll put it, I'll put it in with this. Maybe I, I don't know as much as I agree with the, the MVP thing. Here's what I'm going to say. I wouldn't be shocked if he got close to the receiving touchdown title by the end of his career. I mean, like per year, like breaking yeah. Randy Moss's record. I would not be surprised. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm looking at the stats right now, Shane. Only four tight ends in history 
have ever gotten MVP votes. Who are they? None. Of, only one of them I've ever heard of. It's Mark Bavaro, Kellen Winslow, John Mackey. He did it twice, and Charlie Sanders. Kellen Winslow is the only junior or senior. I'm a senior. Uh, senior. Okay, yeah. I assume so. Yeah, <laughs> Kellen I was like, Winslow Junior. I was like, Junior wasn't really. Uh... <laughs> yeah, and he was too busy breaking into people's houses. But uh, <laughs> um, look, I, so I think that. You want a hot take, Shane? I think Travis Kelsey might be one of the first tight ends to ever like become close to winning the the mm-hmm. MVP. I'd agree with that. Um, I would one hundred percent agree with that. Actually, he's almost he's almost like the Shaq of the tight end position. Like he's just uncovered, oh, especially like young Shaq when he was like super quick and like agile. Yeah, one hundred percent agree with that. I'm not comparing Travis Kelsey to Shaq because I think Shaq's the greatest center of all time. Yeah. But position for position, mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey might go down as the greatest tight end of all time. Yeah. Um. But the Chiefs are up 30-10 to 10 at one point. The, the the Dolphins kind of battle back, and it ends th- – I think the final score was like 30-24. to 24. Um, So, I mean, they, they battle back a little bit. They, they don't get completely – oh, 33-27 is the final. My bad. Uh, but, uh, you know, they battle back. They don't get completely embarrassed. They had a chance there at the end to win it. But, uh, but look, I think that the Chiefs are the class of the AFC. I don't think I'm going on a limb no. by saying that. Nope. Like – and and the scary part about this whole thing, Shane, the Chiefs play in New Orleans next week. That's their last road game. That might be the last time they leave Kansas City until they go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and dare I say, I think they have it locked and loaded. Which, um, yeah, yeah, I like I mean, that, and that's not even a hot take. I think that's just that's what it is. Although there might be one team which we're going to touch on here in a minute that I think has a chance to beat the Chiefs. And they might be slowly sneaking in to uh, becoming one of my Super Bowl sleepers. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that in a minute, though. Before we get to that, though, a team very far away from the Super Bowl, Shano, is the Philadelphia Eagles. They finally make a quarterback change. Which I can't. Fu- so it's funny. The, the week prior to this week, I remember watching that Philly game, and when they finally made the swap for Hertz, it was funny because even like my dad and I watching the game, you can see the offense just looked better, like fundamentally better with Jalen Hurts. And mm-hmm. I remember literally on that first, like that, it was like the first or second drive where Hurts was in the game. I was like, it's over. The Wentz era is officially over. Like he's like, I don't think that barring injury, I don't think that uh, Carson Wentz plays another down as Ooh. a Philadelphia Eagle. Oh, I don't know about that because for whatever reason, he's got naked pictures on Doug Peterson or something. Has to. Has to. Because <laughs> Peterson will not commit to Jalen Hurts. I've heard a lot. I've heard a lot of chitter chatter this week. Actually kind of valid if you think about it. A lot of chitter chatter this week. Doug Peterson decided to make the switch this week because he knew how dominant the Saints defense was but, and he wanted to shut everyone up. But all of a sudden... <laughs> The yes, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Jalen Hurts goes in and wins the fucking game. I literally, Not, I literally looked at uh, this game, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something. Actually, I'm gonna say something a little bit. Take, take the ta- the Taysom Hill part of this out because I think even with Jameis Winston, this is a blowout game. Um, <laughs> but solely of the David versus Goliath, Jalen Hurts versus the Saints defense. This might be one of the most impressive wins I've ever seen. Mm. Like, 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 I don't know. Like the <laughs> fa- like, like the Saints don't have a bad defense. They're like one of the better, de- like one of the best defenses in the league right now. And Jalen Hurts <laughs> got the W against this team. 
Yeah. So I like, think, okay, so there, there's a lot to break down from this, yeah. Shano. There's a lot to break down from this. Is this a kink in the Saints' armor? Are they not as good as we thought they were? Yeah. Now, I've heard this floated out. I've heard this floated out today. The Saints play Kansas City next week. What are the chances Jameis Winston is in that game because they want it to be a shootout? I mean, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility, especially because the Eagles go in there. And let me just let me just start on this. God damn it, J- or Jalen Hurts. You scored more points than Patrick Mahomes this week in fantasy. <laughs> what is going on right now? All right. By the way, I started both of them because I'm in a league where I have two quarterbacks. I started both of them. Mm. Patrick Mahomes got 18 points. Jalen Hurts got 19 points. Couldn't fucking believe what I was seeing, right? <laughs> um, then Doug Peterson comes out in his press conference and says, I got to look at a couple of things. I don't know who the starter for next week. <laughs> Give me a fucking break, bro. What do you need like, to look at? Like, Yeah. It's like Greenberg said on ESPN. If it's the film, it's gonna answer. Yep. It's gonna answer every question that you got. It has to be like, what you like you you alluded to it there. Um, whatever that factor is that he's looking into has to be some sort of like front office or like logistical. Like the fact that you know Carson Wentz is expensive has to be something like that because like we've seen a. I mean, the Eagles aren't accidentally four eight and one. They've been like, <laughs> they've been tragically bad all season, dude. And the thing about uh-huh. that as well, the, the thing that, that stood out to me even more these last two games with, or like game and a half with Jalen Hurts, it's not just better quarterback play. The team looks better with Jalen Hurts under center. Like, yeah, they can actually put points on the board. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, um, and- dare I say, I mean, especially that that first game when he first got came in, I watched that offense do zero things for an entire mm-hmm. half. And the second he got onto that field, that team was walking down the field with no challenge. Um, mm-hmm. It like <sighs> that thing that the that Doug Peterson is talking about is a draft pick slot, I think, because um, there's mm-hmm. no way. Oh, we got a double pass in Cleveland here. Uh, I'm sorry, um, but uh, there's no way. Like, there's literally zero grounds for for starting Carson Wentz at this point. Zero. Yeah. And I think you're I think you're absolutely right when you say that. And um so to me, I think it's very important to uh kind of look at it this way. The most important and telling stat I'm going to tell you all day, Shane. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. The most telling stat I'm going to tell you. Jalen Hurts got sacked 0 times yesterday and he threw 0 interceptions and Carson Wentz has had that line 0 times yep. this year. Yep. So yeah, dude. That should that should tell you right now. Look, right now, the way that they're playing, the way that uh, it just seems like it just seems like the team looks substantially better. I'll say substantially better. No, I will. Yep. You know, I don't think that Jalen Hurts gets them to the Super Bowl. Yeah, one hundred percent. I would even you know. go as far as say not even only substantially better. The team looks more confident with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, like it, which is the team looks like it has an identity with Jalen Hurts, whereas Carson Wentz it just kind of looks like just this forest green mass just kind of on the field. You're right. You're right. And so the question is, what do you do with Carson Wentz? Cause you can't trade him. Cause he's so fucking expensive. His dead cat. You can't have him. It's insane. It's like, it's some it's like $60 million. Number. Yeah. It's like $60 million. It's fucking ridiculous. You can't sit him on the bench. You're well, going to pay your backup a hundred million dollars. I will say, um, and again, I'm not necessarily saying that this is true. Like, like, I don't know if this is true or not, but I feel like 
if there was a year to have any teams that are willing to trade for a player like that, this is the perfect time of the NFL, like like perfect era of the NFL, because there's a lot of teams that are desperate for quarterback play. Mm-hmm. And I and like mm-hmm. there's got to be one team that's desperate enough to pull in Carson Wentz, regardless of whatever this crazy um, uh, salary cap hit is. Has to be one desperate enough team. Well, you have to you have to look at it like this, my friend. Mm-hmm. If you line up all the Eagles quarterbacks they've had over the last couple of years, Nick Foles, Jalen Hurts, Carson Wentz. Okay, obviously talent wise, you're going to take Carson Wentz. But the team has looked better with the other two quarterbacks. Well, I was going to say, talent-wise, I'm probably not taking Don't Carson. even – come on, just stop. Carson Wentz is more talented than either guy. Is he? Because well, I'm mean, looking look, at 4-8-1 and one right now. Tell me how that's better. They went from being a Super Bowl team, what, two years ago? Yeah. How 4-8-1. and one. Convince me uh, otherwise. You mean to tell me that Doug though. Peterson just forgot how to coach? Which he did. But – um. It's a tough sell. That's for sure. Uh, I'm not going to lie on that. I mean, I think, Peterson's one that could be out in Philly yeah, finding a new I job. I think that talent thing there, like between the three, I think that's a lot closer than um than the public may think on that one, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, uh, look, it's going to be very interesting coming up. Uh, I'm not going to spend a ton of time talking about the goddamn Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles because I, I hate, hate the, the NFC Eagles. <laughs> I hate the fucking NFC East, bro. I hate all of them. <laughs> So I hope they all go six and fucking ten, but they probably will. Um, yeah, probably uh, the way that the Giants, who I erroneously put faith behind, Bush league. Um, I mean, just fucking laid an absolute egg yesterday. Mm-hmm. So um, look, I, enough of the Daniel Jones has arrived talk, please. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, look, the, the Eagles look substantially better mm-hmm. with Jalen Hurts, and I think that that's the I think that's the way you got to go. I don't think there's any ifs, ands, or buts about it. You got to go that direction, mm-hmm. bro. Like, you have to. It looks like Jalen Hurts is the answer. Yep. If for, at least for right now. Now, what you do in the offseason, I don't think it, you know, I don't think it really, um, I don't think right now it's really going to play itself out. Mm-hmm. But they go in there, they beat New Orleans 24 21. New Orleans put tax on some points. Taysom Hill has looked like shit the last two weeks. He it's- looks like. Exactly what he is, a gadget quarterback. Sean Payton, you can pretend that he is Steve Young all you want. You can Mm -hmm. squint your eyes and, you know, tilt your your head to the side and all this fun stuff and pretend that he's Steve Young out there. He is not. Um, He's what, like an undrafted BYU quarterback, Mm -hmm. and he's starting to look like an undrafted BYU quarterback. And I like Taysom Hill. The whole like the whole Swiss Army knife quarterback is cool. It's fun. Like it's gadgety, whatnot. This is flat out not working. Um, and Man. and there's a thing right now. I'm looking, literally looking at the playoff bracket right now. Um, you got two teams right on your heels, where you can you have the second seed at least right now. Um, mm-hmm. Where you could you could be fallen to, you know, a potential third fourth fifth seed if we keep trying well, to no. play this Taysom Hill experiment I mean look they got Tampa Bay in their rear view I think they've yep. got the division and, all but wrapped up yeah but so that means that would put them in the top four so they're probably going to get a, a home playoff game for the wild card but I don't think that number one seed that buy is like like completely locked up because you had Green Bay like pass them yesterday mm-hmm. so it's going to be very interesting to kind of see um 
it's going to kind of see how, how it kind of works out, you know? So, uh, look, uh, we're not going to talk much more about the Eagles on this show unless something drastic happens. So you don't have to sit through it too much longer. And with that, Shane, we're going to get to the, uh, the, the coup de gras, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, the dessert on all of this, uh, week 14 breakdown. We've been waiting this entire episode to talk about it. And might as well just get it out right now. Me and Shane grew up in Pittsburgh. We grew up near Pittsburgh. The Steelers start off 11 and 0. Shane, mm-hmm. I, I teased it a little bit earlier. I teased a little. I told you this. I said, I have some thoughts on the Steelers. I'll wait till the show to tell you. Mm-hmm. The Steelers are done. I think they're one and done in the playoffs. Dude, I think they are absolutely they are one dead. and done. They're I think flat they're dead. Out dead, dude. Um, Look, and I thought I would never say that in about an eleven and zero team in my life, mm-hmm. you know. But now eleven and two, they lost. They lost to a, a, a an average Washington team, and Buffalo went in there and imposed their fucking will. Yep. Dude. Well, the, the, like, I was, the thing that here's what, here's what baffled me about this, and here's why I think that they're, I think it they're ugly one and done. I don't think they lose a close one as that as that one mm-hmm. game. I think they like. I'm talking two score loss first round of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I mean, and here's right why now, think. here's why I think. Okay. The okay. Bills, um, a good football team, obviously. Um, are they some offensive juggernaut? Not so much. Um, but with that, they, the Steelers' defense, which was holding them into games, is now looking mediocre. Um, uh-huh. which I know that could just be like fatigue setting in. Um, that could be the injury report being like what seems to be just 90% linebacker for the Steelers right now. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. they were doing something which was baffling me in this game. They had a, they didn't have the, a number one corner on Stefan Diggs. They had just some random, like Sutton, some like rando, um, uh-huh. playing Stefan Diggs soft. Yeah. Like, so Stephon Diggs, like, I'm not shocked that he went for 130 last night. Like, Mm -hmm. it was some of the, like, some of the, like, I want to say lazy, but it was some of the most lackluster defensive coverage I've ever seen on what is, like, what is looked at as a number one receiver. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And unbelievable what what we saw last night on defense. Absolutely. And and the reason that I preface this by saying I think the Steelers are done, because objectively, as I look through the AFC playoff picture and the, and the teams that they're potentially going to play, can you confidently say they beat Cleveland? I can't. Because no. here's, confident- here's the thing. The Bills, they all, it wasn't like it was just Stephon Diggs, that whole offense. Exactly. It's um, clicking but the on thing all is, cylinders. What is, is it Zach Moss, their, their running back, uh-huh. the Bills? Yeah. That's just Zach Moss. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about the Nick Chubb cream hunt dual, like, you know, two headed monster in Cleveland. That's mm-hmm. number, the number one run, like running game in the NFL right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. So that, and that's what, I, and that's what I'm saying too, is like the Browns are starting to find their stride already scored up against the, the Ravens here. Um, yeah. Like I think that, and, and I'm looking at, at this potential stuff, the Browns, they play the Titans, even the Colts are starting to hit their stride. Mm-hmm. I, well, that's what I'm saying. So, dude. so can you objectively say at the bottom of the AFC playoff picture, you have you'd either play Cleveland. I think that they, I, I can't say that they confidently win that game. Nope. They play either Tennessee or Indianapolis. I can't confidently say they're going to win that game. Nope. And or they play Miami. Can you think Miami? Like right now, if the playoffs started right now, uh, the Steelers are what the two seeds. They would end up playing Miami. Mm-hmm. 
I think Miami beats them right now. I honestly do. I think it would be a close game, but they, like I think Miami would beat that win that game as well. And that's not even thinking um, the Steelers have two games coming up that are dangerous games for them. Um, mm-hmm. So we could see them drop even more. That's like, what I'm just, saying. Man, so- like, this is... And, and and I know like Steelers fans out there are gonna hit the eleven and two. We're fine. Like we're gonna pull it together. This needs to be a all hands on deck. We got problems yeah. right now. Like, dude, the whole the, the sh- most shocking stat that I can tell you, Shane. Mm-hmm. They've had one hundred and thirty six yards rushing in the last three games. One hundred and thirty six yards rushing in three fucking games, bro. Like, you tell me that defense can stop Derrick Henry? Nope fucking foolish you're foolish if you Wait, think is, is that. that saying 130 allowed no 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 they've had 130 oh, rushing I see themselves. Okay, okay. I, I thought that's what Over, you meant but um because james connor and uh, surprise surprise james connor and uh snell. whoever the backup is yeah benny snell i'm sorry that they can't get the fucking job done but yeah. that's what i've been saying well, the running game's weak well it's not only that know? but like this is the first in in the the history of, like in my lifetime of being a Steelers fan here, this is the first time ever, I'm ever seeing Steeler games where they're running the ball like 14 times a game. Come on, man. You can't ask like, fucking Ben Roethlisberger to throw the ball 50 times. You can't do that's it. That's the thing is like, that's, and the, this is just against the bills, you know, the football team, stuff like that. If we somehow miraculously get to a point where we're playing the chiefs in the playoffs, oh, oh. we might see the, the first 50 point, like point margin in a playoff game. Like, like that would be unbelievable. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look, look, uh, I'm not, I didn't mean to come off that harsh. I don't think the Steelers are completely done. They're dead, but they need to fix it. They're dead. They need to f- fix it now. And here's what I don't want to get lost in the shuffle, Shane. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you this right now this is what I don't want to get lost in the shuffle. A lot of people are going to talk about how the, how the Steelers are slipping. We got to talk about how good this fucking Buffalo offense is. Yeah, Come here's on, the thing. Bro. I'm I'm gonna say this. I I made took some jabs earlier in the season. I'm in on Josh Allen. Um, I'm completely in on Josh Allen because he, he got me is he looked comfortable. Uh huh. Like, he looks like Ben Roethlisberger without the mistakes. So a good quarterback. Um. Whoa, also, there's whoa, a thing. Whoa. He he's got some wheels on him. Mm-hmm. He, he on mm-hmm. he had like that that um. It was like that that rollout to the the left side of the line there later in the game, and I was like, he has some feet, like, uh huh. Like he, He's like Cam Newton, but like can throw the ball yeah. a million yards. Yeah, you know. So it's like, so like when I I teased it a little bit earlier, I said that there's one team I think that can go toe to toe with the Chiefs. It's got to be the Bills, man. It's got to be the there. Bills. They're up like, there for sure. I think. Look, do you think objectively after watching that game you watched last night? Mm-hmm. Can you sit here and tell me that you don't think the Bills are the second best team in the AFC right now? I'd agree with it. I mean, That's, you got to. Because the other the other ones, you can make a case um, for, like, the Browns in that. A case. I'm not saying they are, but you can make that case. I think confidently, if I, if I had to pick one right now, I'm, go, I'm going Bills. Yeah, because if you look at you look down that I think the same teams that we just talked about. I think the Bills beat the Browns. Mm-hmm. I think the Bills beat the Titans or the Colts, mm-hmm. and I think the Bills beat Miami. Yep. I think it all happens. Yeah, and the thing about it is like the Bills are a hail mary away 
from being in the conversation for the number one seed in the AFC. True. Because they'd be 11 and two right now. They'd be 11 and two. They'd have the same record as the Steelers, who now they have a tiebreaker over. Mm -hmm. Tell me that's not going to come into play, Shane. Tell me that's not going to fucking come into play. You know it's going to. And so, oh, absolutely it is. So it's going to be all about, it's going to be all about how the Steelers kind of conduct themselves from here. Do they go out and get that running? I mean, what are you going to do? James Conner is not going to win you a Super Bowl yep. the way the Steelers play off. He's just not going to. I love James Conner. Yeah. I like his story. He's a strong, tough dude. He's not going to get you the yards that you need to win a Super Bowl. He's just not going to do it. Yeah. Yep. So He's not it, a bell it all cow. comes down. Absolutely. And so the question begs, again, I don't want this to get lost. in the And, and I'm, not, I'm not in the heat of the moment. Every year, Josh Allen has went up in completion percentage, mm-hmm. and Buffalo has went up in wins every single year since he's been the quarterback. Yeah, he's because he's put in the time. Well, here, here's the thing. Know? I'm going to say to this: I would like. I remember watching. There was a couple of plays during the game last night where I was legitimately just had the thought in my head where I was like, Josh Allen might end up being like a face of this league. I could, in the sense of like. Where it's like, you know, where we had Tom, and I'm not going to predict a, a, a dynasty in Buffalo, because that sentence no, is no, insane. No. But, like, mm-hmm. I do see potentially, you know, kind of this next generation Aaron Rodgers, where it's like... Like, would it shock you if the Bills won a Super Bowl? No. At this point, not at all. I mean, it would just be like, because their coaching staff is unbelievable. They've built this team around Josh Allen, mm-hmm. and... Look, redrafting the draft he's in, we talked about a little bit last week, Mayfield, uh, Darnold, Rosen, uh, Lamar Jackson. you got to take Josh Allen one or two if you're redrafting today. You have to. I mean, you absolutely have to. Right now, would you rather have Josh Allen or would you rather have um, Sam Darnold? Obviously, Josh Allen. Now, (laughs) I mean, it's it's apples and oranges because you put Josh Allen in that Jets – you know, who knows, yeah. you know, who knows, yep. but it's hard to compare anybody to, to Sam Darnold. Cause I do think he's going to be a good quarterback yeah. eventually. Um, but uh, Shane, I posed a question to you earlier uh, that I think is a very interesting one. I gave you some time to think about mm-hmm. it and now it's time for you to, to bring it forward. Would you rather have right now, Josh Allen or Deshaun Watson? So I, I battled, I literally battled this all day going back and forth, like thinking of scenarios and I think confidently, I'm probably taking Josh Allen. I I am too. Like Deshaun Watson hasn't shown me enough in this yep. league. He's been good. He's been really good. Yeah. But is he good enough to pull his team up by the bootstraps and win 12 games? Yeah. Well, you know, I would take your really good and and raise it pretty good. Um, oh, okay. Because and and here's kind of what my thought is: me wa- like watching that Bills team uh, the other night and the season for that matter. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Bills are better with Deshaun Watson under center. Whew. Okay. Okay. So like, you think that even if they built the team around Deshaun Watson, you can't objectively say he's better than Josh Allen yep. right now. Yeah. Whereas like, I mean, um, cause you, you really got to think of it like thinking about the team that, that Deshaun Watson has had. And mind you, I'm not saying that the Houston Texans have been some offensive juggernaut or anything crazy. But he's had an arguably top three wide receiver his entire career. Yeah, you're right. And he's like, he's had, he's had like one or two like, like popping years. Uh, but mm-hmm. even then, like it wasn't like oh, like Deshaun Watson's the guy. Like he's still a question mark <laughs> after all these years. Yeah, you're right. Because 
They've been in playoff games. They've been in meaningful mm-hmm. games. He just hasn't produced. And again, that might be on Bill O'Brien, the yeah. way the game plan's been set out, things like that. But I mean, eventually you got to stop blaming the coaches. You got to stop blaming the players around you. And you got to mm-hmm. be like, look, Am I that kind of game changer? Josh Allen is built like a quarterback that I would take every single day of the week. He's big, he's mobile, and he can throw the ball a hundred fucking yards. And and his his between the ears has been, I think, the big thing that's been been impressing me this year especially. Look, look, when he came into the the league, 50% completion percentage. Mm -hmm. Next year, 60%. This year, 70 fucking percent. That's completion percentage. insane. Like, that's <laughs> it, that's insanity. And in Buffalo in January, don't you want a guy with a fucking laser mm-hmm. for an arm to cut through that fucking wind? It was snowing last night in upstate New York. Wouldn't have a Bills game any other way. The Bills Mafia is super stoked on Josh Allen, and God damn it, so am I. Yeah. I'm all in. They go into Pittsburgh. They take care of business. Uh, they fucking just – Look, I mean, and look, I'll, I'll grant you. In the first half, the Bills kind of looked bad. Mm-hmm. They did. They looked, they came out flat. But that second half, they made the adjustments. This coaching staff is doing everything they need to do yeah. for this kid to succeed. Yep. And I'm all about it. I really am. Um, but yeah, I mean, just uh, kind of putting a bow on the rest of Week 14, Shano. Uh, I'm going to pose another question to you. Does Derrick Henry deserve some MVP love? Absolutely. Um, uh-huh. and I think this goes out to our boy, Michael Rowe Mike, Mike, real quick. Mike, Mike. I, I try to, I try to sneak in Titans talk every single week and here it is. <laughs> no, I think 100%. Um, and honestly, I think that loss, um, two weeks ago was a big teller because all of a sudden with Henry out of the game plan, that looked like a completely different football team than with yes, him in did. the game plan. And I think, mm-hmm. um, and again, I don't think that there's another player short of like Patrick Mahomes, um, uh, probably Lamar Jackson, even though Lamar Jackson is not in this conversation. But those are probably the top three players I can think of that the team is 100% reliant on how they are playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can get behind that. Absolutely. And, and yeah, I think that um, because of that, you have to put Henry – he, even if even if it's like we know he's not gonna win, we got to give him some respect votes. We have to. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm I'm all about that, man. You got to give him the respect mm-hmm. right now. And I talk with Mike about this all the time. You know, we talk about it like, you know, why don't you give uh, Tannehill some love and things like that? And I completely, you know what? I just I'm not in on Tannehill because I think he has helped greatly. Mm-hmm. By the fact of who is running back. Is. Well, he's and I just Tannehill, think that that's just and and I think Tannehill's above uh, Baker at this point. But Tannehill, I mean, Tannehill is Baker Mayfield in the sense of your job is to not blow this. Yes, <laughs> I completely agree with that. I completely agree with that Tannehill. Here's what you need you to do, and you know what? He does a really good job at it. Mm-hmm. What he's asked to do, he does a good job because the Titans right now, even if they don't win the division, they're still in line to, to make the playoffs. Yep. So that's two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Vrabel has really proven that he's a good coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they go in there and they absolutely fucking squash Jacksonville, who just looks like they're done. Because Gardner <laughs> Minshew is in at quarterback again. Doug Marone is done, bro. He is done in Jacksonville, goddammit. Like, <laughs> the dude has had his chance. He is done now. Um, 
So we got that storyline. I just wanted to bring it up, man. Derrick Henry for MVP. I don't think it's as far fetched as people want to make it out to be. Nope. I just don't. No, I, I agree and with it. I think that. Yeah. Um, the Rams beat up on the Patriots Thursday night. And uh, I got to say, man, Cam Newton runs a quarterback keeper uh, sometime in that game. And I knew, and everybody in the fucking building, whoever was there, I don't think anybody was there, but I think everybody in the fucking universe knows he's going to run a quarterback draw. Mm-hmm. They get The Patriots look so inept right now. Here's, they look like they can't even fucking play offense. I'm, I'm going to pour this. I'm going to pose this question to you, actually. And this is not me being satirical, I promise. Do you think that Bill Belichick is just goofing off at this point in the season? He has to be. He's got to be, right? There's no, like, look, I'm a firm believer that Belichick's the greatest coach of all time, period. Yeah, I don't think you're really, you know, going on too much of a limit. Yeah. I do not believe that, regardless of who is quarterbacking his football team, that obviously there's going to be some drop-off in talent from Cam Newton, or from Brady to Newton, obviously. Mm Mm-hmm. Not this much of a drop off, and if they're like doing like calm plays where there's like what ten passes in a game, this mm-hmm. is just this is just Bill Belichick either just throwing darts at what he's gonna call on the field or just like, wouldn't it be hilarious if we just only called run plays all season? Mm-hmm. Like th- he he's just goofing. There's no <laughs> like, <laughs> dude. Like, can I just say this be. real quick? Can I just say this real quick in the Monday night game? Mm-hmm. Uh, Baltimore just got a roughing the passer, which was absolutely egregious. I'm watching it now. And yeah, absolutely not a roughing the passer. Um, that is soft. <laughs> but anyway, continue. Um, but oh yeah, I'm like I'm convinced that that this is just hey we've we've been we've been running high motor for the last two decades. Let's have an off year. Let's goof yeah. off a little bit. We'll be back next year. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's, like, like we're doing I, a leap year uh, here. Yeah, for sure. So I, I, uh, I, I don't know. But uh, look, I think that um, I think it's going to be interesting coming up here. You know, we're going to see, we're going to kind of see how it all plays out. Mm-hmm. Jarvis Landry just uh, fumbled the ball. It looks like it's Baltimore's ball. But um, so like I, I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting going forward here. I mean, there's uh, what New England team are we going to get really? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's it's very interesting from that point. Yeah. So um, another game, the Buccaneers come out, they beat the Vikings up. And, uh, you know, the question remains, what Buccaneers team are we going to get? Are we going to get the one that should dominate? Or are we going to get the team that, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's going to be very interesting to kind of see. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, so I, I think that that's definitely a fumble, by the way, not an incomplete pass. But uh, um, <clears throat> anyway, so – the Buccaneers come out. Shane, did they look good enough for you, crisp enough for you to say that they're going to make a deep run in the playoffs? I mean, they're going to make a deep run, but I don't think it's necessarily going to be because they're, they're not going to have like some perfect playoff run, like some Cinderella story-looking yeah. thing. The mm-hmm. NFC like low-key kind of sucks. Yeah, like, the NFC definitely. I was waiting for you to bring it up. The NFC definitely fucking sucks. Like, like there, um, it's just not even fun. Like, I'm, I'm kind of fun. at this point where, like, I, because that's the thing is that's what the entire NFC playoff picture is. If the right team, if the right thing of each team shows up, like they're going to make yeah. a deep run. Because really, like, I think the Packers are still the front runners in the NFC, not because of the, them being the one seed, but I just think they're the most put together team right now. Um, mm-hmm. but even then, then the Packers, like, especially the defense is like, if the Packers defense shows up, they got it. 
But yeah. when, when their yeah. defense does not show up, they look JV at best. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, so it's, it's like, that's literally the entire NFC. Um, so I think, I mean, I, I would put, I would put the Buccaneers as an NFC championship team. Um, but I, I don't think it's because they're going to like, you know, powerhouse their way through the playoffs. I think it's going to, the NFC playoffs are going to be sloppy, I think. Um, mm-hmm. but not good sloppy. It's going to be like, this is not playoff football sloppy. I think whoever wins is going to be out of the AFC anyway. Whoever oh, wins yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah, 100%. Bowl. I don't think any NFC team really stands a chance. Yeah. I don't fucking care who it is. Yeah. Um, but uh, you mean to tell me New England or uh, Green Bay is going to go in there and beat Kansas City in no. the Super Bowl? It's no. not going to fucking happen. Yep. It's not going to fucking happen. So, um, but uh, look, I mean, and then you have a game like the Bears where they absolutely go in there, crush the fucking Texans, and now people are like, <laughs> Wow, Mitchell Trubisky, if you wouldn't have fucking benched him, give me a break. (laughs) Come on, man. Like, this Bears team, it's not that fucking good, bro. They're not that good. Like, and I think they played out of their mind to get to five and one. Mm -hmm. Now they're five and seven. No, they're six. And now they played out of their mind, but in a different sense. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's, I I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But, uh, but look, I think that it's, uh, it's very, it's very interesting to kind of see, um, how teams are kind of breaking down this year. You know, the Bears still have a realistic chance to make the playoffs. Let's not forget that. I think they get absolutely steamrolled in the first round. Yeah, oh my. But, um, I mean, come on now. Uh, I think, think it's it's bound to happen eventually. I mean, they're so, right on the brink um, of that seventh seed. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, and then you had your Cardinals. The Cardinals that I asked you to jump off the bandwagon, which I've asked you to jump off the mm-hmm. bandwagon every week, and you refuse to. They go into New York and they <laughs> – Fucking pummel the Giants, yeah, who I've claimed falsely uh, that, that that they are back and they are for real. Not the case, mm-hmm. apparently. Um, they go in there and Daniel Jones just didn't look healthy at all. Yeah. He didn't look healthy and it just looked like a – and look, I mean, there's not much more to say about it because there is a lot to say about this last game we're going to bring up and then we're going to talk about a couple of other things before we get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. How about the Jets being absolutely fucking squashed? You want to talk about a squash match. It's what my old man would call the $50 guys. You know, they pay him, they go to WWE events, they pay him 50 bucks and they're like, Hey, you're going to get in the ring and get absolutely crushed by this guy. We're trying to get over. That was the Seahawks and the jets yesterday. Uh, the jets didn't stand a chance in that entire fucking game. They're up three, nothing. All the Seahawks have scored 40 unanswered points. Yeah. It's a, it's it was a real, 40 to three. Uh, real windshield and a bug situation over there. Yeah, Just... I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't know if like, uh, I don't know if we can honestly be real about the fact that uh, I don't know if we can honestly sit here and say that after the Jets were up three nothing that we were confidently going to going to say that uh, boy the Seahawks were really in some trouble here and DK <laughs> Metcalf came out and he said you know what we haven't had that blowout win yet yep. we haven't had that win where we're, we're blowing teams out well you had it yesterday yep. uh, because look he was which is funny because that applies to a lot of teams in the NFL this year yeah. when they, it's they circle uh-huh. the jets for all the wrong reasons yeah they they're uh they're fucking they're circling the jets because like look this team doesn't even look like a fucking NFL it's team at this be point my paycheck day whenever i show yeah. front office what my stat line looks like this is where <laughs> i can really make a difference this is where i could really get up over a thousand baby you know that's what i do so roster bonuses. Um, Absolutely. So the Seahawks go in there and absolutely squash the fucking Jets. I mm-hmm. mean, it wasn't even funny. Um, Sam Darnold looks it like was he's completely funny out of his. But yeah, 
he's uh he's low key out of his fucking element for sure. So um, I think that uh, look, I look, I I'm, I swore we would never talk about the Jets on this fucking program again. Yet here we are. Let's so, also just for um, the record, just remember that my colleague next to me here has picked the Jets three separate times this year. So. You could do a you could well, look, do a, a perfect selection for the rest of the season points everything for every game from here to the Super Bowl, but you picking the Jets three times this season outweighs all of that. The Browns going forward on fourth down twice in this drive is shocking to me. I respect it. They're going forward. It's fourth and eight. They're going. Yeah, of course you respect it. <laughs> of course you do, because I'm mad and you can't ever fucking punt the ball like a normal person. Hmm? You got to go for that jugular, and Stop that's exactly today. what Cleveland. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Shane, let's talk a little bit uh, about some other shit before we get out of here, man. Uh, The Cleveland Indians are going to change their name after 105 years of being the Cleveland Indians. Mm -hmm. Kind of shocking. You know, if you break it down, it's it's, it's kind of shocking, actually. So this kind of it's it's a double edged sword for me on this one. Um, One, I like I think one of my least favorite things about baseball is that I've never seen a sport that's more addicted to heritage. Oh, it's like, oh, you've fucking it's been 105 bro. years. Like, you can't change it now. What are you talking about? Like, um, <laughs> one again, again, it's the it's the classic argument. Well, that's just how they grew up. Mm. Yeah, when when they grew up, they thought it was appropriate to spray people with fire hoses. Yeah. So I don't think that really um, applies here. Two, I while I respect this move, um. You know, just kind of like being a more culturally aware society, it, it'll always be a good move to me. Um, but the double, like the weird thing about this is, I I just read a report uh, right before we fired up here that they aren't going to. They're still like the Chief Wahoo logo thing is still going to be available to purchase. So I'm just kind of like, so what's the point? So I'm just like, it's a cool move for the for you know that 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 cultural awareness and you know like creating um a more like widely celebrated society not just for one group of people but for everyone um but at the same time but you're fine like monetizing and still financially benefiting off of the name that you're moving away from that just doesn't make sense to me yeah Um, i mean you're absolutely that's the thing so i i go all in or don't go at all i respect you but i also don't respect the move because it's like um I want to move away from this, but I also want to financially benefit from it. So I'm just kind of like, eh. what, a, what a Shane, what a spot on analysis of baseball. They are so addicted to heritage. It's hilarious. Yep. Like man, when Babe Ruth was playing, dude, that was like a hundred fucking years ago. It was literally like a hundred years ago. And Babe Ruth was just like some like cocaine filled monster. Just also like, wasn't like, <sighs> okay. Okay. This is, <laughs> We're opening up this can of worms here um, regarding talking trash on baseball heritage. Um, shanked field goal. Um, <laughs> what a messy Solid. drive by the Browns. Um, <laughs> what a messy <laughs> fucking drive that was. Yikes. Um, this is blocked. This is like, the heck happened there? Anyway, can we really... Okay, let's really break down. So the numbers of Babe Ruth's career, obviously impressive, obviously, but... In all reality, who was Babe Ruth playing against? Yeah, I mean, in a bunch of like look, out of shape, straight up just non-athletes. 
throwing him pitches <laughs> to uh, like during an era where like their gloves weren't like baseball gloves or just like hand coverings <laughs> like we like we're just gonna go all in on the baseball shit talk right well, now it's well, appropriate it's like it's cool like sure like you know again like the like what's cool about the Babe Ruth like um history book stuff is not the fact that who he played it against um because I'm pretty sure you and I could have kept up in that MLB back then um I mean they say the 27 Yankees were the most dominant team of all time. Well, that's easy when the pitching staffs are fucking CPAs or something. Yeah, and also, that, back, there was like four teams back then. Like, yeah, and and everybody had a fucking other job because baseball wasn't paying you millions of dollars. And so this guy in the offseason was fucking a lawyer. Or and something, they were like you know? all like, like drunk on the field, like I like. <laughs> smoking cigarettes and shit like it's like let's look. not it's not like it was more like a bowling league that was playing baseball <laughs> than like a baseball league jesus like, christ no disrespect, shane, but <laughs> hold on shane on this show you just compared babe ruth and that era of baseball to a fucking bowling league well, a bowling league playing baseball quote me correctly okay Okay, well, this is this is where you get your number one analysis True. for all things. You pay extra for, for this sort of stuff, other places. Absolutely. So, um, but uh, but look, I, I can't say that I I can't say I completely disagree with it. Um, you know, again, that twenty seven Yankees team they called it Murderers Row. I think uh, hit me up at yes. Collective Heel on Twitter if I'm wrong, but. Um, I just, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Because people used to huddle around a radio and listen to baseball. They think this is America's game. I don't think so. I think the NFL has definitely passed it up. If we're just yeah. being straight up. I, I, there, this might be a stretch here. Most things have passed it up. Um, yeah. Okay, so I was wrong. That. that era of baseball, they had 16 teams. Okay, well, wait a second here. <laughs> Wait one second here. So was it had, the Pittsburgh coal miners? Like, what the fuck was it? They had Cleveland. They had the Detroit Tigers, Boston Red Sox. No, no, no. You got to go the whole. You got to go the whole. Was it the Cleveland Indians at the time? Um, let's find out here. Let's find out here. All um, right, so we'll, we'll do it. Nineteen twenty-seven. We'll do it that way. Talk amongst yourselves. Um, yeah. MLB teams. I got to pull it up right here. I can't they wait. Pittsburgh. To yeah. So they had Pittsburgh. Um, they had. Uh, so we're, they don't have team names on here because it was 1927. So uh, just so you know, the Yankees won 110 games that year, and no other team won 100 games. Um, so uh, just to kind of put this in perspective, uh, the American League was the Yankees, the Philadelphia Phillies, I guess, Washington, Detroit, Chicago, Cleveland, St. Louis, and Boston. The National League was Pittsburgh. Wait a minute. There were two teams in St. Louis? <laughs> Holy shit. How many baseball teams do you need? The National League was Pittsburgh, St. Louis, New York. Two fucking teams in Chicago, too. Cincinnati, Brooklyn. Two teams in Boston. And two teams in Philadelphia. Are you fucking kidding me? Also, two fucking teams? But here's, here's the kicker on this whole thing. 16 teams, but they still had 154 games. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. How many times did you see these fucking guys? For real. How many times did you play each of these teams? Fucking 60? Had to have been 60. And you mean to tell me somebody like fucking Babe Ruth couldn't like, like mashed out? Like, look, uh, the, point, it was, the, it was yeah. because the pitchers were bored. Like I'm, I'm tired <laughs> of throwing it to this guy. Like I'll just throw him a, yeah. a meatball. 
Like, you know, I'm just going to throw up a fucking meatball. Absolutely. And and so the, I think the question remains, Shane. I, I think that this cannot go unnoticed, my man. Uh, the Yankees beat the Pirates in the World Series. They've swept them. No surprise there that they swept them. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, look, I, uh, I just can't fucking believe it. New York has two teams, obviously, probably. The Mets and the Yankees. Philadelphia have no fucking idea. Uh, just so you know, uh, Dazzy Vance was a strikeout leader in 1927. Uh, Lefty Grove was number two. Lefty Grove, what a name. What freaking cartoon what a characters were playing in this major Jesus league Christ. baseball league? Uh, just so you know, two of the top home run hitters were on the Yankees, Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth. Um, God. It's fu- and they're both the leaders in RBIs. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, Are you kidding me with this? So anyway, I guess all of this to say baseball is rooted in heritage for some fucking reason, but so is the South. Doesn't mean they're right. You know, it's heritage, not hate. Give me a fucking break, bro. It's definitely hate. The Confederate flag is definitely hate. And I'll say that till I'm dead. But look, big shout out to our boy, Lefty. uh, What is it? Lefty Grove. Big shout out to Dazzy Vance. These motherfuckers. 184 strikeouts in 1927. This is is some freaking like Hingle McCringleberry stuff. Like... Yeah. Uh, Also, for the record, in 154 games, the Yankees were the Chicago Bulls of their time. They went 110 and 44. Jeez. (laughs) It's kind of like 72 and 10, I guess, right? I'm sure that I mean, I'll I'll, I'll have to do the math later, but I'm sure that it equals out somewhere. You know what? I just, I can't get over fucking. I mean, listen to these top fives and strikeouts, Shano. Dazzy Vance, Lefty Grove, Charlie Root. Rube Wahlberg, that name is definitely made up, uh, and Jackie May. Huh. Huh, interesting. Uh, in case you're wondering, Dazzy Vance also came in fifth in ERA 2.70 in 1927. So big shout-out to our boy, Dazzy Vance. I know he listens to the show a lot, um, which is funny because he was born in nineteen or 1891. I'm sorry. He would hey. be a hundred. He would be one hundred and twenty nine today. Hey, you know what? Oldest living dude ever. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this, this all goes back to it is baseball is rooted in heritage, and for some reason, people are like so upset in Cleveland. I'm fucking burning all my Indian mm. stuff. You already bought it, so who cares? Like, you, like, yeah, the money has already been purchased. Like, the money's already the transactions already been like completed. So I don't understand how burning stuff. Yeah. It's not like people in the, the, uh, the Indians clubhouse is going to go, Oh my God. I cannot believe fucking someone go stop him. Like <laughs> somebody go stop him immediately. We need that extra fundage. Come on, man. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. So, uh, look, the Indians are going to change their name. Some of the names I've, I, I've been, that have been tossed out the Cleveland sound, which I think is actually kind of sweet. That's kind of sick. That's actually cool because the rock and roll hall of fame mm-hmm. in Cleveland, things like that. I've also heard the Cleveland Cowboys. Boo. <laughs> um, yeah. So at this point though, I completely agree with you. If you're going to change the name, go all at, go all in and get rid of the logo too, but they won't because they know it's marketing genius. Yeah. So, and shout out to them. So yep. uh, with that, Shano, you know what? Let's just get into these week 15 picks, baby mm-hmm. boy. Mm-hmm. It's time to fucking, it's time to, to gain some, some groundage back. Last week, Shane goes 10 and four. I go nine and five. You know what? I was a game back last week, which puts me four back for the year. Shane's 109 from 48. 
I am 105 and 52. I will not make the same mistakes as I've been making. And I, and I yes, and I will be coming back and dominating, uh, dominating this week. Starting with Thursday night. There's some Saturday night games this week, Shano. Be excited, buddy. Uh, Thursday night, it is the Chargers and the Raiders. The Raiders have looked like shit. The Chargers have looked like shit all year. Shane, who you got in this one? We're going to go Raiders on this one. Um, wow. Okay. And I okay. think there's going to be one reason why they win. What's that? Take a guess. Hit me. Uh, Marcus Mariota the makes goat the upon okay. the, the the Chargers here. Um, oh my! And we're gonna oh see a bloodbath. You think Mariota's coming in this week? You know he may very well. Derek Carr's been up and down. I think I think the last we see a sloppy weeks. first half, and I think uh, the goat gets in there. Okay, um, I'm actually gonna go the Chargers in this mm. one. They ride the momentum of last week. Uh, they go in there and they beat a bad Falcons team. Now they can kind of exact revenge and beat a bad. Raiders team from what we've seen over the last couple of weeks. So I'm actually going to put some faith in the Chargers to pull this one Bold out. Uh, yeah. Uh, the first Saturday game at 4.30, it is the Bills traveling to Denver. After what we saw with the Bills, Shane, is there any way you're not picking them? It's Bills. Uh, the Broncos yeah. freaking suck. Uh. <laughs> yes, the Broncos. I've, I've heard more chatter about Drew Locke, and we didn't talk a lot about the Broncos today, but I've heard more chatter about Drew Locke being a franchise quarterback next year. Give me a fucking break, bro. This guy can't even wear a mask. You know, when he's asked to, so I don't really think I can take him seriously. Well, they, they take the protocols very seriously in Denver, though. Obviously. I mean, in Denver, I mean, they, they make it, you know, that's what's going on. So, yeah. um, next, uh, the other Saturday night game, it is Carolina traveling to Green Bay. Tough game for the Panthers. Shane, do you think they pull the upset? No. No, um, I think the Packers steamrolled this one easy. Yeah, I think so, too. The way Aaron Rodgers has been playing and the way this defense has been playing, it's hard to count them out. And my other reason so. on that one is, too, the, the Panthers are still, I think, the most forgettable team in football this year. <laughs> they got to be, right? I mean, just with Teddy Bridgewater and shit, just just doesn't seem like it has that same kind of, you know, who knows? Who knows what Carolina's going to look like? Mm-hmm. I think Matt Rule's done a good job there, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I think that they're going to win um, against Green Bay because I absolutely don't think so. Yeah. Um, Next, we have uh, the Texans traveling to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Uh, this is an AFC South. I mean, look, on paper, you're going to say the Colts are going to smash them, but it is a division game. Shane, is there any way the Texans come out of here with a W? No. The Colts will win this one easy. Easy. Yeah. After all that blow hearting and, and things like that, I, I agree with you. I think, the Colts, uh, I think the Colts take care of business. I think they take out uh, Houston, and I think Deshaun Watson is left wondering – what the fuck am I going to do? What am I going to do with this franchise? You know, it's it's going to be a long, tough road, I think, for our boy Deshaun Watson in uh, in, in Houston. So we're going to have to see how it all plays out, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will also, yeah, again, I, I will also take the Colts here. I just think that it's it's it just feels like the Colts type of year to have a good run. It looks like Phil Rivers is playing really good. And uh, we're just going to have to see what kind of Colts team we get week in and week out. Yeah. Um, Next, we have the Lions and the Titans playing. And I'll take this one first, Shane. For our boy, Michael, I'm going to take the Titans winning in this one. What says you? Um, Titans handily. Uh, <laughs> I don't think there's any been a, I don't think there's been a worse mismanaged quarterback than Matthew Stafford in Detroit. 100%. And I think it just, I just think it's, it keeps getting worse. So. Yep. <laughs> We're going to have to see what happens. Uh, next, we have an NFC North matchup. It is the Bears and the Vikings. Both teams 
coming off well the Bears coming off a big win but it was against Houston the Vikings coming off a, a terrible loss to Tampa Bay Shane who you got in this one man this one could go either way because um, I really don't have any sense of confidence in any of them um, I'm probably mm-hmm. going to lean solely because one team has to win um, I'm probably I'm going to go Vikings um, okay okay solely because I think Mitch Trubisky's trash um, and yeah I don't think you're wrong and I just think that the Vikings are slightly less trash. Okay, okay. I'm actually going to take the Bears on this one. They ride that wave of momentum. Uh, I don't think Mr. Trubisky is a franchise quarterback in the least bit. Do you think but Nick Foles I comes think back? You're... What's that? Nick Foles come back, comes back at all. Fuck no. Okay. No, I think Nick Foles Mr. Trubisky is going to come back. So. <laughs> I think his next stop is – I think Nick Foles' next stop is in uh, Philadelphia at Lincoln Financial Field. If we're being honest. You think he so, goes back? I do, because I think that uh, Doug Peterson is in love with, with, the, with the Eagles. Well, look, uh, Doug Peterson's in love with them for some reason. So. Oh, he won them the Super Bowl, so. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Uh, next, we have the Jaguars traveling to Baltimore. Um, I don't know about this one, Shano. <laughs> I think Baltimore wins this one pretty handily, buddy. Yeah, um, the Jaguars suck. Um, so it's yes, going to be Baltimore. They're, they're about. The, the, the Ravens are, or the Jaguars are about as bad as you can get. Yep. And I think that they're going to prove it when they when they play Baltimore. Also, I think their one win was also a fluke, if I'm being real. Yes, because they beat a Colts team that had no preseason. So. <laughs> um, next, we have the Seahawks traveling to Washington. Washington all of a sudden is hot at 6-7. and seven. Seattle coming off a just an absolute a throttling of the New York Jets. So, Shane, do you think uh, Seattle continues that trend forward? Uh, yeah. Um, I think, okay. I mean, sometimes it's good to get that blowout game out of the way so you can get some confidence under you again, um, which I think mm-hmm. the Seahawks needed heavily. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. And also, Washington's not good, so the Seattle's going to be Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll also take the Seahawks here. I think that they're uh, going to go strong into the playoffs. Russell Wilson's not going to let him astray. I don't think he's the MVP anymore. Nope. But uh, I think that they go in there for sure. Yeah, I think that shit because he's thrown 12 picks this year, mm-hmm. and that's the most he's ever thrown in his career. So, um, next we have the Patriots and the Dolphins. Both teams coming off losses. The Patriots look like just absolute trash. Shane, who you got in this one? Going Dolphins. Um, okay. Which okay. is funny because I feel like this would be a game that the Patriots would lose to the Dolphins um, in years past. Um, because uh, they always just gave up that late game for whatever reason to the Dolphins, but I think that, like I just think the Dolphins actually just have this game. Um, okay. Not as a trap game, the Dolphins are just better, which isn't even a reach; it's just fact at this point. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually going to take uh, New England here because I don't mm. think they're going to lose the rest of their games, and I think that what I saw from the Dolphins last week did not prove to me that they are they're ready for prime time yet. So. It's going to be interesting to kind of see how it works out. But, uh, look, I'm going on a limb here. That's my upset pick of the week. Thin limb. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, next, we have the Buccaneers and the Falcons playing for the first time of two times in the next three weeks. Um, and I think the Buccaneers are going to win both games. What says you, Shane? Uh, Buccaneers are going to take both games. Easy. Uh-huh. I think I think the Buccaneers win the rest of their games and they go 11-5. Because mm. they play the Falcons, the Lions, and the Falcons. You should win all three of those shouldn't no, I don't, I, it, yeah, emphasis on shouldn't be that hard but you know uh don't worry though the falcons play the chiefs next week which is fucking horrifying so um 
But we're going to st- stick with this week. Uh, next, we have the 49ers going to Dallas and playing the Cowboys. Both these teams just look like they have no fucking clue what's going yeah. on. Shane, what says you? Man, it's funny when you first initially said that. Um, I thought 49ers, but then I was like, no, nah, not the 49ers. Like, and But then I thought about the Cowboys. I was like, definitely not the Cowboys. Um, so 49ers, I guess. <laughs> but no confidence. has to win. <laughs> yes. It, even somebody somewhere is going to have to sit through this fucking thing. I think the Cowboys are going to win. I think the Cowboys are going to win the NFC East, if we're being completely honest. I still think there's an outside chance that they win the fucking NFC East. Because wouldn't that be... Wouldn't that be the most Jerry Jones thing of Jerry Jones well, things? So they just fucking so you win? know, just to put this into perspective right now, you th- you think they're going to win the win the division? I didn't say I think. Uh, I said that there's a chance there's they a chance. might. So I'm going to chalk that up as you think they're going to win the division. Um, okay. They are two games behind, but the funny thing right now is they're really, really at a neck-and-neck battle um, for the 14th seed uh, in the playoff <laughs> right now. So definitely keep mm. holding on to that. Um, mm. Will do, will do. But I'm, going, the Cowboys I'm, I'm going Niners. Okay, I'll t- I think the Cowboys take care of business. Nick Mullins has just been kind of whatever. Um, next, we have the Cardinals and the Eagles. The Eagles coming off that big win with Jalen Hurts, a quarterback. We can only assume that he's going to be back in there, a quarterback. Otherwise, Doug Peterson is high, Literally and I want some insane. of that. Yes. Uh, Shane, who you got in this game? Cardinals. You know what? For the first time this year, the- I'm also taking the Cardinals in this game. Is there a thing rise up? Uh, that is the Falcons. I don't know what the Cardinals is. That's on me. Um, yes, yes, it Cardinals. is. Cardinals. But uh, okay, I mean, I can respect it. You just think uh, you think the Cardinals are going to go into the NFC playoffs actually kind well, of strong? Well, here's my thought on this one. Um, relatively strong. Um, here's the funny thing about this. I think, and I hate even thinking this. Carson Wentz is going to jog onto that field mm-hmm. on Sunday. Um, and throw their entire season away. Because at four and one, they still can compete for the division, which is hilarious. Okay. Um, okay. But I think that Doug Williams at this point is actively trying to not win the division, um, so he's going to put Williams? Carson Wentz in for this game. You mean Doug Peterson, not the quarterback from the Redskins in the nineteen? Yeah, I don't know why I said. Idiot. Yeah, uh, Doug Peterson. Yep. Oh my god. Hey, that one's anyway. The old uh, the old mouth is moving quicker than the brain on that one. That's on me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, yeah, we both picked the, the Cardinals to win this game. I just think it's it's bound to happen. Yep. Um, next, we got the Jets and the Rams. Neither of us are picking the Jets, right? Uh, I'm looking at you right now. No, I'm not picking you the sure? Jets. The Rams are going to win. Yes. Yeah, the Rams are going to sure. win this ugly. Yes. Um, the Chiefs go to New Orleans and play the Saints. is going to be the toughest game to pick, Shane. Who you got in this one? Um, The Chiefs. You know what? I can't disagree with it. The because way that here's here's what's going to be hilarious about this. What this matchup is is Patrick Mahomes, dynamic, elite. You know, probably one of the biggest arms in NFL history. Versus Taysom Hill. That's it. Or James Winston. Or James Winston. I. That's going to be the tell of what this game's going to be. Um, if James Winston walks out on the field, which I think he's going to. Um, that will show that the I think the Saints are actually trying to win. If Taysom Hill walks out as the starter of this game, they're just resting for the for the playoffs at this point. 
Like, okay, okay, I can get it. If I they're going to try and get a shootout with the Chiefs with Taysom Hill under center, which I think either way it's a loss. Um, mm-hmm. But I think if they're trying to do the Taysom Hill versus Patrick Mahomes thing, they're delusional. Okay, I can feel it. Uh, I'll also take the Chiefs here because I have no faith in the Saints at this point without Drew Brees. And I think if, if they don't have Drew Brees in the first round of the playoffs, I think there's a chance they lose that game. So Yeah, I'd agree with that, to be honest be with you. Uh, the uh, Sunday night game is a game that got flexed out. It was originally the Cowboys game uh, when they are playing. Obviously, uh, we just went over it. The Cowboys are playing the 49ers. That game definitely got flexed out uh, for you mean this Sunday night time? game. No. Interesting. Uh, it is the Browns oh. and the Giants now is the game that got flexed out for it. So, uh, Shane, who you got? It? Browns, Giants, who you got, man? Pivotal matchup. I'm going to do a Browns. Um, this Right now, the, the current showing the Browns just kind of look a little out of sorts right now. Um, mm-hmm. But I still trust that more, like, trust this team more than the Giants at this point. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go with you on that one just because, look, the Giants have let me down too fucking much. I will not pick them for the rest of the season. So yeah. uh, mark my words. So I think the Browns will also win um, pretty handily, actually, if we're being honest. So, um, ne- But then last but not least, my man, the, the Steelers on prime time once again. They played Monday night. They played the Cincinnati Bengals. Yikes. Um, <laughs> Shane, who you got in this one? Uh, I'm going to go uh, Steelers. Um, yeah, I think that that's the if, right way to go. because. And here's the thing. Uh, I still have a, this, this churning in my stomach about it, though. Um, so I'm not going to say it's a 100% confident that the Steelers are going to win this. I mean, they will. But, like, man, like, if the Bengals end up pulling this game out, what a yeah. hilarious thing. Like, yeah, like, I, ugh, look, I, I, I don't even know. I, I think that, I think the Steelers win. I think the Steelers win, but like, you know what? I like Brandon Allen at Cincinnati, scrappy, you know, mm-hmm. nobody believes in him. I think the Steelers go in there and well, squash him. Although, well, that's the thing, though. Lose- every time you say, oh, like, this should be a blowout, you think, the Bengals have nothing to play for, though. This is their yeah. Super Bowl right now. Yeah, you're not right. I don't know, man. And, like, and, but I think the Steelers are losing a lot of key pieces on defense. Yep. And I think that that, that can't be overlooked forever. Yeah. Because you can't lose Devin Bush. You can't lose Bud Dupree. You can't lose even Spillane, who was yep. Devin Bush's replacement. You lost him to injury. You know, so you're losing a lot of key pieces, yep. man. And I don't think that can go unnoticed for, for too much longer. So, yeah. um, look, I think the Steelers win, but I think their season's in some serious jeopardy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think I, I – you know, I don't say that lightly either. I think it's really going to happen. So, we're just going to have to wait and see, buddy boy. Mm-hmm. But uh, that brings us to the end of the Week 15 picks. But that doesn't mean that we're completely done yet because now, as we know, it's time to bring in Shane Stradamus. I mean, the last couple of weeks, Shane Stradamus – your picks have been kind of kind of red hot, wouldn't you say? You summons Shane Stradamus. I did. I did. I, I rubbed that lamp, buddy. And now it's time. You know, people wait with bated breath every single week to hear this hot take. And I'm not putting you on the spot here, Shane Stradamus. But what do you got for us this week? <laughs> Lance, you're a funny mortal. <laughs> Shane Stradamus picks 
the Steelers are going to get smoked in the first round of the NFL playoffs. Ooh, smoked. Smoked, you say? Smoked. Hmm. Okay. Well, do you care to elaborate, Shane Stradamus, or are you just going to let your pick speak for itself? Shane Stradamus has spoken. Fair enough. All right. Shane Stradamus makes his appearance here, and uh, he says that the Steelers are going to get smoked in the first round. The hot takes today are boiling pan hot. Shane, where were you, man, when Shane Stradamus was just right here? Where just, were you at? Huh, what? Uh, okay, well, I see that you are in a state of psychosis like the rest of us. Shane Stradamus in here making ridiculous picks like that. But you know what? This week I actually kind of agree with him. Never been um, so, yeah. I mean, what's your Shane Stradamus pick of the week? Make sure you let us know at Rain Shiley at Collective Heal on Twitter. Let us know what your Shane Stradamus hot take is on this beautiful, beautiful Tuesday. So, uh, Shane, that brings us to the end of the show, buddy. But we can't get out of here until we talk about the heel of the week. And I texted you about it a little bit earlier, didn't I? The heel of the week this week, my man. And I don't think that there's any greater. I don't think there's any greater example of why I hate college football than this example right here. The Big Ten Conference, who, by the way, is the heel of the week, so congratulations, have completely changed the rules so that Ohio State can be a representative in the in the college football. Beep, beep, beep. Completely changed the fucking rules. Ohio State has played, count them, Shane, six fucking games this year. Six. They're six and zero, oh, and they're going to go to the playoffs. When the other teams have played eleven and twelve games, and Clemson would have played Notre Dame twice, who's also going to be in the playoffs. I think one of the interesting things about this is, um, it's just like the classic spin zone of the NCAA and, and collegiate sports because they're going to like this is a money move. This is 100% a money move. This isn't a, a fairness or like, you know, integrity move. So if you're going to make decisions based off of money, why wouldn't you pay your your athletes? Yeah, exactly. Like, boy, I, I can't, I, you know what? I can't fucking, dude, I, I honestly cannot do it. I can't fucking sit here. I cannot fucking sit here and tell you that, that, the Big Ten Conference, it's absolutely about fucking money, yep. bro. That's all it's about, mm-hmm. you know? And the fact, and the fact is, plain and simple, bro, plain and fucking simple, the fact is, is that no matter what, no matter how you break it down, this is fucking outrageous. Because, again, the only thing I need to tell you, Shane, is that Clemson going into the playoffs would have played Notre Dame twice, mm-hmm. who's also in the playoffs. Yep. So you mean to tell me, so Notre Dame beat Clemson the first time. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me if Clemson beats Notre Dame that they're both not in the playoff? I absolutely think that. Yeah. So you're going to have Alabama, who's been dominant. Another reason why I hate college football is because Alabama, you put the Virginia Automotive Institute in front of them yep. every single week. All right? And somehow that's, that's not a really display of like strength for Alabama. Come on, man. Like, come on, man. You're playing these average fucking teams, and it just it, it's not even fucking fair, mm-hmm. okay? So that not only do you have that working for you, but now you got this bullshit. You got this shit that's just like, oh, yeah, the Big Ten Conference is going to change the rules so that one of their teams – and you know what? I get it because you want your teams in the fucking playoffs, but the fact that the NCAA allows this to happen is a fucking joke. Yep. It's a joke. Yeah. All right? 
Yeah, I mean, it, I just, it lessens the value of the game. Because, like... <laughs> yeah, so now it's just like, you know what? We'll just change the rule. I hope Northwestern beats the shit out of Ohio State. What if they do? Well, wasn't, the, like... Dude. Wasn't the, the setup on this game, like, hypothetically going to be... Because what would it, would it be Northwestern and Iowa for the Big Ten Championship? No, it's Northwestern and Ohio State. Well, if, that's if, what it if is. It wasn't Ohio. If they didn't go back on their rules here. Yeah, yeah, it would have been like Iowa or some shit. So, Which obviously you don't want. You know, yeah, <laughs> like you don't because you know Ohio State doesn't or Ohio State sells tickets or whatever. How that's relevant in this fucking day and age, I yeah. don't know. But uh, can I just say that Baker Mayfield looks really he like. They, well, up and down. Both teams tonight. here look like out of control. Yeah, I don't know what the like in in, in, anyway. in a literal sense of just like what on earth is happening out here? Up, yeah, exactly. okay, bomb. So, um, um, but yeah, so I hope Northwestern beats the shit out of Ohio State yeah, just to fucking same. prove a point. Honestly, so, same. Um, yeah. So the Big Ten Conference, you are the heel of the week. So congratulations yep. on that. Yep. Uh, let us know who your heel of the week is at Sh- at Rain Shiley at collective heel on twitter let us know who the fuck your heels of the week are we'd love to hear them we'd love to talk about them on this show mm-hmm. with that being said let's pay some bills shano uh make sure you check out the sponsor for the show the whole fast coffee company go to wholefastcoffeeco.com and use that promo code heel turn 20 to get 20 percent off your basket today um make sure you check out our other show me and our boy silky j johnson we talk silky. about all silky uh, we talk about all things All Elite Wrestling for your number one analysis of AEW. Make sure you check out One with the Undercard every single Saturday here on the Heel Turn Collective Radio Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have this show that we, we release every single Tuesday, so make sure we hope that you join us every week. Uh, we're, episode, we're 30 episodes deep. The reaction has been ridiculous. We've been super happy and super proud mm-hmm. uh, of people you know, kind of joining us for this ride. And it's just, it's a starting baby. The yep. wheels are just starting turning. Yep. So make sure uh, you come to us with all of your uh, sports and music and everything else. I know we've been kind of light on the guests lately, but you know what? We're going to get back into we it. We got we're in the thick to talk of about. Yeah. We're in the thick of football season right now. Yeah. So um, we'll have plenty of that coming up. Um, and with all that saying, Shane, uh, do you have anything else to add? Before no. We get the um, fuck out of here? I mean, just kind of minor celebration. 30 is cool. 30 feels really, really sick. Um, yeah, Thanks for everyone yeah. who, who's been joining us here. Thanks for everyone who's been sticking around. More importantly, um, mm-hmm. tell your friends. Um, yeah. Or else. Let us know. Um, yeah. Let them know that you listen to the Heel Turn Collective every single week. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, no, yeah. So. Um, yeah. Thanks for everything. Yeah, for sure. Uh, big shout out to to Michael, you know, our boys, Michael Rowe, been a, a great guy. And you know what? He's been a, a listener through all this. Rob, you know, big shout out to Rob, you know, Josh, mm-hmm. uh, all of our guys, you know, Weakland, big shout out for not listening uh, ever. So big shout out for that. But uh, yeah, I mean, just a bunch of guys that have been with us uh, throughout this whole crazy adventure. So we hope that you join us as we kind of continue down this road. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hope that you like what we do. If you do, please let us know on Twitter, uh, because we're Twitter fiends and we love talking shit on there as well. So keep the conversation going over there. Uh, right now, check out my columns over on TJRWrestling.net. I've been writing uh, WCW pay-per-view reviews. If you're into wrestling, please go check that out. With all that being said, I just want everybody take care of yourselves take care of each other mm-hmm. we're all going to get through this the first line of vaccines have come it seems like covid is going to be in our rear view in 2021 fingers crossed anyway at the way that all goes so he is shane riley i am lance augustine and until next week friends 
Just uh, keep your head down and we'll see you then.